have arrived because this is a new episode of Dreams of a Better Day podcast. And this week we have watched Cry from the Mountain, which is a movie that was made by Billy Graham's production company in was it 85 mm-hmm. that this movie came out? Billy Graham made a whole slew of movies back in I think the late 70s into the 80s. Uh, sort of as a way to I mean, further his ministry. Yeah, it seemed like a way of popularizing his crusades and sort of getting the message out in different mediums. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Why did we decide to watch this? I guess because it was free on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon just put a bunch of these Billy Graham movies on Amazon Prime. So we figured, why not? And it was... I thought overall maybe it was a little underwhelming. You have have you ever watched any of these before? No, I don't Neither think have so. I. Okay, so this is we're both coming into this. I thing. think I had started watching this. Well, I'm you know what I'm kid. sure that I've seen yeah something like my this great before. aunt and uncle had a whole like wall of VHS tapes when I was a kid, uh-huh. and this I think we used to borrow movies from them all the time, and I th- I'm pretty sure I have a memory of at least starting to watch this. Yeah, but I don't I didn't remember any of the ending or. I think as a, as a kid, I've probably seen some of these before, but I don't remember them at yeah. all. It was written by a guy named Daniel Quick, and he lived up to his name because the movie's only an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes long. It was, And the, the movie part itself was 45, 45 minutes, minutes tops, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, the name of the movie is Cry from the Mountain, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's about a family um, the mother and father are sort of having marriage troubles. Yeah, it's the first scene... Is the kid? What's the, what's the kid's name? Cal. 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 Cal wakes up. <laughs> Cal wakes up, and it at six in the morning. So it would seem he's a kid waking up at six. So it seems there's something that he has to be doing. Yeah. And so he goes downstairs, and he he sees his dad sleeping on the couch. Yes. So, we so know there's problems. Yeah. There's problems. Something is amiss in the household, mm. and he he has bags packed, and he goes and he pulls the car out of the garage mm. on his own, and we see the father, whose name is Larry. What's the mom's name? Is it Carolyn? Yeah, I okay. think so. Well, we're we're going for it. So <laughs> yeah, it's Carolyn Larry now. <laughs> and Ka- Larry and Carolyn are in the kitchen having a discussion, and it would seem that they're talking about <laughs> we're having <laughs> a discussion. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and they are because they they would seem that they're alluding to uh, divorce proceedings. Yeah, yep. and they never really get into. Why? Why? Well, oh yeah, I guess they do. Okay, yeah. There's one big thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Larry has been. Oh, this is weird. I didn't think of this till now. Larry has been seeing Lori. Hmm. He must be super narcissistic <laughs> that he's having an affair with somebody that has a name very similar to his. And they both have blonde hair too, which is. Yeah, that's right. This guy. <laughs> I didn't really realize till now what a scumbag he is. <laughs> anyway, just to give a quick synopsis of the movie before we go, it, like scene through scene by scene. Yeah. Uh, they're going. Uh, Larry and his son Cal are going on a camping trip. 
and on this trip, ten day kayaking trip in Alaska, the Alaskan bush, yeah, like way out there. Uh, d- during this trip, um, Larry is supposed to break the news to his son that. You know, mom and dad aren't living together anymore. But mom uh, implores him not to tell Cal until the, until end, the, of the end of the trip. Because Cal's been looking forward to this trip for, I guess, all year. I get, yeah. And so she wants to make sure that he enjoys the trip. Because in her mind, this is going to be his last truly happy memory. Yeah. Before the news is. Yep. And that's sort of the premise. So as we get into it, uh, yeah, they are having an argument at the breakfast table or something. And uh, that's where we sort of find out that there's obviously tension in the relationship. And it's not just tension. At this point, the relationship is on its last legs. Larry says during the discussion, he he tells Carolyn that he's just bloody with being sorry. Yeah, it, it sounds is, like... Is that a real... I've never heard anyone say that before. Is that an 80s thing or is it a... I think he's saying like... He's an Alaskan been, he, thing? He's been beaten up so much okay. that he's he's been sorry so much he's just like he's you know tired of being sorry. yeah the, the the way the movie portrays the movie's interesting because i felt like it it, it wasn't necessarily putting direct blame on anybody because with a movie like mm-hmm. this yeah with a christian movie you would definitely think that it would have absolutely no sympathy towards larry whatsoever but interestingly enough, I didn't feel that the movie was trying to get you to feel a very specific way about either mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, Larry I, or Carolyn. I think they wanted the viewer, whoever that might be, to see themselves in either the husband or the wife. And so they kind of made both yeah. of them sympathetic, but both of them had faults. Yeah, uh, because they sometimes show flashbacks throughout the movie like about arguments and the th- the theme with Larry when there's like when the when Carolyn has flashbacks about him is he says things like uh, every time I want to talk you shut down yeah so it just seems and I, I'd imagine that's kind of the theme with both of them that mm-hmm. when they want they, they're never uh, in sync as far as like wanting to communicate yeah. and so yeah there's been a breakdown in the communication and yeah. that's why. Things aren't working. Yeah. And so Cal and Larry and Carolyn all go to, uh, they're taking a pontoon plane out to this Mm. trip. And so they say their goodbyes. Cal forgets his extra socks. But the sock thing never comes back. No, I think that's just to show that Larry's like an inconsiderate person. He forgot to bring the extra socks. Oh, I thought Cal was responsible for the sock. Maybe he was. I don't know. It just seemed weird that they, they had the socks, yeah. they talk about the socks, then they show the socks are forgotten. But then they never fire the socks. Yeah, they never fire, yeah, exactly, <laughs> they never fire the socks. And so, okay, we have to talk about this. They get on this trip. They yeah. start kayaking. It's a 10-day trip a, a ten in day the Alaskan wilderness, in which the, in the wilderness. is wild country. Mm-hmm. And it seems from the get-go... They don't know what they're doing. They don't. Maybe Larry knows what he's doing. Mm. But Cal, I don't think, has been on a camping trip before. It doesn't seem like I don't know if this is character development for Larry, but to show what further what a scumbag (laughs) he is. But he takes his 10-year-old son on a 10-day long trip into the Alaskan wilderness, kayaking down a river that is fairly dangerous, 
And Cal's never been camping before. Yeah. Uh... Because while they're paddling, like Larry is giving him specific instructions about how to paddle a kayak. And it it just seems ill-advised for this to be their very first camping trip. Like you'd probably want to go on a one-day, two-day trip, you know, get used to living out in the wilderness. Yeah. Before you go on a 10-day excursion like this where you're being picked up, you know, at the end. Yeah, I don't know. Hundreds I, of miles away. Uh, they're out there. And they the only contact, they tell the pilot, see you in 10 days. Yep. And that's it. I don't know. So, from the beginning, this is an ill-fated trip. It is, yeah. So, the first night, they fish. They catch some fish. They're cooking them over the fire. And then, Larry calls an audible. <laughs> and he <laughs> looks at Cal and he's like, well, Cal... I think you're man enough to handle this. Which, come on, Larry. He's 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, I don't think don't put that kind of pressure on him. But he does. Yeah. He says, I think you're man enough to handle this. And he says, your mom has been going through some very rough times recently. <laughs> and I think we're going to get a divorce. And Cal's understandably upset. Yeah. And he runs off into the woods. <laughs> which I thought maybe the story was going to take a different turn. And right. Cal gets lost or something. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. But, a big metaphor for Cal as a lost child. Right. But that's not what happens. No, it's not. Larry <laughs> to, again, Larry is such a scumbag. He gets he's he's mad at I don't know if he's mad at Cal or just mad at himself or yeah, mad at everything. He's just mad. He kicks the fish off the fire. <laughs> Dude, when you're on a ten day trip, you have to like savor the food that you catch. Yeah. I am no I am not an outdoorsman. <laughs> I've never been a you know, had to survive the Alaskan bush. But mm. I can tell you that if I caught fish and was cooking them and had a 10-year-old child with me, I would not kick them out of anger. I would choose to throw a rock or something or hit a stick against a tree. There's a lot of options in the woods for taking out your anger. Destroying your food is probably not the, the best of those options. Destroys the food. But in this conversation that happens, right after he says that your mom's been going through some difficult things... Then Cal's like, well, who's Laurie? Which, we do, I don't know that we yeah. know why Cal knows who he is, or who she is. That's, that's right. But he's obviously heard some of the back and forth between yeah. his parents. But And Larry's like, she's a friend from the office. Yeah, it seems that when Larry says, your mom's been going through some difficult things, what he really means is, I've been, you know... Running off with other women, yeah. so maybe it's not the mom who's going through some difficult things. Maybe yeah, it's, right, yeah, maybe it's your fault, exactly. Larry. <laughs> he's mad projecting. That's yeah. what he's doing. Uh, but oh, I, one, th just in case anybody was um, sorry to go off track, but any anybody was uh, in doubt about whether or not this is their first camping trip, Cal makes a pretty rookie camping joke, and he says, "I don't see any McDonald's out here," <laughs> so. In case you were yeah. doubting, they are de he is definitely on his first camping trip. <laughs> and Larry is mad projecting about his problems. And I, I don't know. I guess casting blame. I Yeah. There's, there's some serious issues. And there. there's also a new baby on the way. Yes. And I is that... I, I don't know if they reveal that in the beginning. Or if they just... Rev it just comes that comes up in the conversation with Cal and Larry. It but seems like it. New baby affair there's a lot of a lot of big things happening with this family yeah and larry just kind of is like oh yeah your mom's, your mom's going through a hard right time now. yeah <laughs> such a scumbag and then the second day they get up 
and they start kayaking again. And then about midway through the day, they decide to stretch their legs and they pan for minerals or gold or something. Mm -hmm. They brought uh, like sifting pans with them. So they do that to stretch their legs, but then they find this old abandoned like mining camp, almost like a little mining town. Yeah. Uh, and they see that there's smoke coming out of a chimney in this cabin up on a hill. And then Jake, the dog, comes down from the house and he barks at them. So they're like, oh, we should probably get out of here. So they get back in the kayak. They go down the river. And once again, uh, talk about inexperienced outdoors people. The first set of rapids they hit. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. The very first set of rapids. They flip. Th- they the capsize. Yep. They, like pretty quickly. They, they can't handle these rapids. They capsize. Uh, Larry floats downstream, hits his head, and Cal finds him knocked out on the bank of the river. And Cal runs back up to the mining camp. He goes up to find uh, the guy who lives in the cabin, whose name is Jonathan. Jonathan. And somehow they get... It's a long, maybe like a half mile up to the cabin. Somehow they, they don't show them getting him up there, him yeah. up there because... That'd probably just be a really. It'd probably take a long time, but yeah. they get him up there, and Cal and his dad. Dad, dad is knocked out in the bed, mm-hmm. and Cal's just sort of talking with John. Or no, Jonathan is out in the old mining camp chapel, mm-hmm. and he's praying to God, asking why he brought these people to him. Yeah, because uh, for Jonathan, we find out later, Jonathan is he's kind of like an old hermit. Who yeah. lives up in the old mining because mm-hmm. his wife passed away. Mm-hmm. And he and his son had a falling out. Yeah. And so he decided to just go and live with his dog out in the wilderness. Which doesn't sound like such a bad thing. Yeah. Sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can understand it. Yeah. Before the boat capsizes too, there's just that long scene of them singing Row Row Your Boat. Oh which was <laughs> I don't know. That... Every kid learns Row Row Your Boat. Yeah, but no one likes it. No, I don't, I don't think. This is a question for the dreamers out there. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, is this a song that when you are going down a river, you sing unironically? Because like, maybe if you're that guy in the group and you're you know floating down the river and you start singing it, I can understand that. Yeah. But they're singing it in parts. Yeah. One of them starts, then halfway through that, the other person starts. And it's... About a minute long of them singing this song before they finally... I think that was the thing that surprised me the most, was how long it went on. It wasn't just that they were singing Do you think it was a weird ploy to get you to think that the trip was going well, but then they capsized right after? (laughs) I don't know. That's It's a a working theory right now, but... um, So, they're in the cabin, and then... Uh, Larry, while he's in bed, he's knocked out. He's having weird dreams because he hit his head. And he has that dream of uh, Carolyn bringing him breakfast in bed. Yeah, I think it's. I think that was supposed to be like from when they first got married. Or Established like that. that they were. There was a time when yeah. they were deeply in love. Yeah. And then Larry finally, finally wakes up. Cal tells him that Jonathan helped him get him up to the cabin. Mm-hmm. Dad asks, who's Jonathan? And then he asks Jonathan, how far to the nearest phone? And Jonathan says, ha! You boys ain't from around here, are <laughs> yeah. you? Not from around these parts, are you? And There's no phone. No. And then Jonathan is tuning into a Billy Graham radio crusade. Or the radio broadcast of a Billy Graham crusade. Yeah. Because Billy Graham is going to be in Alaska. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they they say that they want to go to get help, and he's like, well, this is my time for church. That's right. And so he right. turns on the Billy Graham radio hour or but whatever it is. radio doesn't work. No, it, it's getting static. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. And, and then he, like, hits it. He breaks it. Yeah, he breaks his entire this is, table. This is ridiculous rage against inanimate object number two. Oh, yeah. Because there was the fish incident where Larry does that. And then Jonathan, here's the thing. If he's living up in a cabin in the middle of the Alaskan wilderness, mm-hmm. no doubt this happens all the time. You you really trying to like, want us to believe the radios work perfectly up until this point, and then it's just oh, it's not working. This it could thing. it could be that he just repairs it every other day. That's true. Yeah, he breaks it every other day, and he has to repair it. Maybe, but he breaks the radio, mm-hmm. and and so at that point they're like, "Well, now you can't listen to it." Like. Larry even laughs at him breaking the radio. Yeah. Which was kind of <laughs> it cool. Was, yeah. like, this dude just saved your life. Yeah. But then at that point, they're like, well, I guess we can go now. So they... Jonathan I, and Cal set out yeah. to find the... I think it's to find the supplies. I think so. So they find the, the bashed up boat. Mm-hmm. But while they're on this hike, they run into a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. It's a weird scene. This grizzly bear gets on its hind legs and Jonathan... Just looks at him. He grins him. He, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He's trying to grin him to death. Yeah. Uh, and he just looks at him and says, All right, Grizz. Get on now. Get. And that's... The, it leaves. Yep. So we, okay, I, okay, I've never encountered a grizzly bear in the wild. I've seen a dead... I've seen a black bear in a tree in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen a grizzly bear. Anybody that's encountered a grizzly bear, is this the way to handle it? Because I, I think they do say if you climb yell a tree with a grizzly yell bear, and make noise, that's like how you're supposed to get rid of it. Yeah, yell and make noise. There's not try to, have a to rationally <laughs> convince it to just leave. But Jonathan is very calm the whole time. He's just like, he said he calls it Grizz. I don't know if they, he sees this bear often. Yeah, that could and be. And it's sort of like the, sort of treats it like the village idiot. Like, all right, yeah. move along. But the grizzly bear, it just leaves. It's a very weird, like, quick scene. There's not a lot of tension built up mm-hmm. for this, because it's... Yeah, the bear's there, then he's not. I would imagine a pretty lethal situation, statistically speaking. Mm-hmm. But he, the bear just wanders mm-hmm. off, and that's that. But they do find the supplies, and they take it back up to um, the cabin. And then we cut away to Carolyn driving down the road. And she's going... Initially, what I thought was a doctor's appointment. Yeah. But she stops at a build a, a building with reflective glass and looks at herself, her reflection, and she, you know, uh, she's pregnant. She's having, you know, image issues at the moment. But we find out that she's going to go and see Lori at the office. Yes. So she goes and she 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 goes into the office. You know, like oh, what's she doing? And then she asks the secretary. I'm here to see Lori, whatever her last yeah. name was. Williams or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Lori Williams. And it's like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. And then she About goes... About to go down. Yeah. Then she goes to Lori's desk. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What does she ask her? Oh, uh, she asks... Uh, how are you at carrying babies? No, 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 right? no. She, she starts out... Uh, Lori asks why she's there. And she's like, well, I'm here to, t- to interview for your job or something like that. And... Uh, Lori's like, huh? And then she's like, well, how are you at carrying babies? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, now that I think about it, 
like she's basically saying, you know, yeah. you're going to take my life. I'm going to take yours. Yeah. Was essentially the, the thing there, I think. Then she leaves and goes to a doctor's appointment. Yeah. It wasn't a big payoff with this. No, scene. I didn't understand what happened there. Like, I guess she realized midway through this conversation that this was a really bad idea. And so she's just like, I'm out. Yeah. Then she says, right before she leaves, you have very good taste in men. Yeah. Which, there's a, I don't, I'm not sure if she meant I'm so in love with him or, I think wow, that, you really picked a winner here. This guy cheats on women. I see. I didn't consider the ironic interpretation yeah. of that. I just assumed it was her saying like, yeah. It's a Christian movie. We It's, it's usually fair to assume there's no subtext. <laughs> <laughs> and so, then she goes to the, a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. This scene, like, they set up a pretty good a good amount of struggle for her because she asked the doctor about abortion Yeah, because she doesn't want to bring the baby into the relationship because um, she already knows that Cal is going to be in some ways ruined by this divorce and doesn't know if she wants to bring another child into Mm -hmm. it. Um, So they have a discussion. So it's very real talk there. I, I thought this conversation was fascinating because of how realistic it was. Mm -hmm. Um, so well, they're talking. Are they talking about? They're talking about whether it's a boy or a girl, and uh, the doctor is like, "Well, you know, what did you want it to be?" Yeah, and she's like, uh, "Like she's kind of subtly brings up how mm. how late is too late to have an abortion?" Yeah, and like so she doesn't just out and say, "I want to," you know, mm-hmm. "I don't, I want an abortion." She's like. Yeah, bringing up that the, the doctor tells her the Alaskan abortion law. It's like yeah. up till twenty one weeks, I think, was the answer. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, kind of yeah. She's obviously considering that. Yeah, and then she's having this, a discussion with her mom at home right after oh, yeah. telling she has presumably told her mom about the divorce. Yeah, and asked her mom to tell tell dad please. I don't want to have to talk to him. Her mom says I. I think basically tells her, I think it's something that you need to tell him, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a conversation about sort of how Carolyn has, I, it seems like her parents are Christians and she has not like followed in their yeah, footsteps. Th- I think, yeah. Cause her mom makes the statement. You walked away from this a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. It says, if you don't uh, call on the Lord and, have faith, all that. Mm-hmm. You're going to be hard till the end of your days, is what she says. She talks about pride and yeah. Oh, I thought that was really interesting. There was like say what you want about this movie because it does have it's not a movie, but we'll talk yeah. about that later. But I thought there were some really like interesting and insightful things that happened throughout the story part. Like the the whole abortion thing was interesting. Mm-hmm. This conversation was interesting because yeah, like it, it's obvious that this is part of the Billy Graham sort of thing. So they're it's. You know, they're explicitly talking about returning to the Lord and stuff like that. But the way she describes how, like, hurt and anger just kind of fester in you and then harden. And once that happens, like, you can't really break up that sc- I think she says scar tissue is mm-hmm. what it becomes. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Like, yeah. A great description of how hurt and anger kind of fester in a person and yeah, well, turn them sure. into a hardened case. For sure. And so the mom leaves after that and says, well, I'm in for some heavy praying. Yeah. She, yeah. she bows out. And then it cuts back to Larry fixing the radio, and he tells Jonathan, well, I have I have a pretty nice radio that my son, or, or I'm trying to think, what, 
or that he built, or his, he built when he was a kid, or something. something like that. And so he says, "I have this. I should bring it up for you if I'm out here again. Mm-hmm. So I have to get rid of a lot of my stuff because, you know, I'm moving out of the house." And then Jonathan he starts talking about his son and how he built the radio that he. Oh yeah, Jonathan's son built the radio that he has, mm. and. Uh, I think he's using radio waves as a metaphor somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uses... like you can't, they're invisible. I didn't, be- oh, I didn't believe about them, but then all of a sudden. Yeah, but they're... but you have to get tuned into them. Yeah, that's okay, the yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, it's another metaphor for, because Jonathan is presumably a man of the faith. I don't, yeah, well, Jonathan definitely is. Yeah. Like he prays at the chapel. He has his church hour, but he's obviously, I mean, metaphorically and also literally distant from, you know, any kind of human connection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Cal is wandering around with Jake, the dog, and he finds like the chapel area mm-hmm. and he starts, He there's like a cross, the chapel's pretty much dilapidated, yeah. but there's still a wall with the cross standing. And there's like a little bench there. And there's a Bible next to it. So he pray, he goes to the, goes to the cross and starts praying uh, about the situation with his parents and mm-hmm. how they're stuck. And, just... and for his dad's health, because his dad's like in danger of something worse mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, and then Jonathan finds him there and tells him that he comes here too when he feels the need to pray. Yeah. Then they're in the... What's the story of Old Sweeney? There was this part I, where he's talking about the guy that... Uh, the, 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 I don't know what the point of the story was. I, but don't, I honestly story don't even Old remember Sweeney, the story. Where Old Sweeney was like his partner in the mining town. Or his town. dad's partner or something? Yeah, and... Jonathan has some kind of connection to this mining town. Yeah, he used to... Like, Old Sweeney had one mine shaft crew and Jonathan had the other crew. I think it oh. was. Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't... I, I missed that. Yeah, I, okay. and Sweeney went into the mines and one never, day, never came out again. One day he went out... And but they found his like headlamp. Yeah. But they didn't find Sweeney. But they heard noises from a mine shaft or something. Yeah. It was weird. I'm. I'm and then, but I'm, then Jonathan. I'm assuming that the point of that story was similar to all of the other stories we've like followed. In that you know he went out without without direction and got lost and he didn't have the the light of the lamp. Ah, okay. I, I think right. that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not sure. But that I think that's what the the story was trying to communicate. Like, yeah. he, he got lost. Okay. And couldn't find his way back. Yeah. We're going to get into this more, but these, every plot in the movie is just like a, a tract yeah. plot. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but Jonathan says, he's a weird line. He says, uh, we weren't sure where he was, but we figured he must still be about he all has this weird like pirate line where he all of a sudden is talking like some swashbuckling buccaneers. Like I figured he must still be about. So some, like, some say he died up there. In yeah, because last night we also. <laughs> some say he never will. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were also watching Muppet Treasure Island last night, and so this is, I have pirates on the brain, I guess. But yeah. I realized that line because I wrote it down. I was like, "That's weird." Now I'm looking at it. It's just this random pirate line. I figured he must still be about. Young and Jim. then, yeah, <laughs> right. Young Cal. Old man Sweeney. 
And so Larry collapses again after the story of Old Sweeney. Yeah. Then, uh, he, and then Jonathan's like, all right, well, I got to go get help. It's middle of the night. It's raining. But he goes out. Is is this him, like, now living the Old Sweeney story? Like, going yeah. out in the dark? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But he keeps his, his flash, his lamp or his light with him. Yeah. And so the next uh, scene, uh, a helicopter goes or comes, like, sort of over the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. And it lands by the, the cabin and... Cal goes up and you see that there's a medic with them. They take Larry to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And while they're pushing Larry through the hospital, he's in and out of mm-hmm. consciousness. And Carolyn is standing over him. And he, like, professes his love for her mm-hmm. while he's uh, delirious. And Carolyn's obviously struggling with the fact that he said that because <laughs> she's struggling with several different things at the moment. I, I thought it was funny when... Uh, he says this stuff, and she's like, she's just like, maybe you shouldn't talk right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Larry, you're drunk. <laughs> Go home. And so, um, basically, they cut back to the house. Uh, Larry's at the hospital. Carolyn and Jonathan and Cal are back at the house. Mm-hmm. And Carolyn is doing dishes, and Jonathan is helping. And then he says, well... I don't normally poke my nose in other people's business. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Of course. This guy does. definitely yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks starts asking her about her situation, tells her about mm-hmm. his situation, about his relationship with his son, and then he and that's then he he says very wise words from Jonathan. That's the thing about blame. Easy to shop for, but it costs too much. Because I I don't know, I kind of like that line. Yeah. Kind of sums up the uh I guess the theme of we're going back to like the pride conversation that Carolyn had with her mom, Mm -hmm. like pride and blame, I guess, oftentimes go hand in hand because you're refusing to own up to your own faults. But again, this is where the movie's kind of weird because or just surprising because you would think that it, it would be trying to elicit all the sympathy in the world for Carolyn because... Larry clearly has like yeah. the most brazen faults right. of either of them. Right. Um, Although Carolyn does mention multiple times, even before she's had like her awakening, that she does have this issue of like communicating and not wanting to hmm. to talk about what her issues are and just bottling them up. Yeah. So it's been clear from the beginning that they've both got issues. Larry's just the only one who's actually, uh, you know been running around yeah and then jonathan is like all right well i'm gonna go to the billy graham revive or rally i keep wanting to say revival but it isn't rally crusade. The prop- crusade. crusade okay pardon me he's like i'm gonna go to the billy graham crusade he's in town and carolyn's like oh that's too far to walk and then cal says oh we could give him a ride and then karen's like i don't know she why would she say that it was too far to walk if she wasn't going to offer a ride to him? She was trying him? to get him to stay, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, just maybe. Don't go. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe. Maybe I'm, could be I'm reading too much into it. Yeah. And so, but Cal's like, Mom, we can take him. And so Carolyn says, all right. So they all go to the crusade. This is where the movie stops being This is about 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. For 20 minutes. You think? 15 to 20 minutes? I mean, it's the rest of the movie, isn't it? The rest it? of the movie. Yeah. Is... Billy Graham preaching. Yeah. Just the sermon about, like, the altar, the sermon about the grace of Christ, the altar call, all those things. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it yeah. It, I don't know what. There's a definite it's... shift when they go to the crusade, which because this is the kind of movie that it is, you expect this sort of thing. They get to the crusade. They show clips of Billy Graham preaching, and I'm pretty sure those clips weren't just filmed for this movie. I think those are actual clips from an actual crusade that he preached. Yeah, I, I and would then imagine. they just like cut away to yeah. scenes of the movie too. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he it's it's a good sermon. Yeah, like it's it's, it's a good like ultra call sermon for sure. And he mm-hmm. focuses on grace, which is great. Mm-hmm. And and like he specifically talks about marriage issues in the sermon. Yeah, and he uses the classic like a what was the preacher <laughs> joke that he had? <laughs> yeah, it's such a great joke. Oh, what is it? Uh, like, we've been he, ma- my wife and I have been married for twenty years, and she's never once thought about divorce, murder a couple of times, <laughs> yeah, right, but yeah. never divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so he preaches, and then he finally has the altar call, and Cal is like, Mama, I'm, I'm going to go down. Yeah, he, he says, I'm going to go down and thank Jesus for, you know, keeping Dad safe. Yeah, and then Carolyn realizes, I think I'm ready to go down as well. Mm-hmm. Then Jonathan goes down too. Yes. But is, is this sort of, like, he's, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like, exactly what the filmmakers were trying to portray, but is this him, like... Coming back to people like humanity. Yeah, I think, think that's think? what was. I think that's what they were going for, but it was unclear that mm-hmm. that's what they were going for because, like, I don't think Billy Graham was preaching specifically about his situation when he goes down. But I think the idea was Jonathan was going down because he's like, I need to reconcile with my son. Yeah, uh, and then it then there's just a scene of Carolyn going to the hospital. Larry is uh, unconscious, mm-hmm. and she's talking to him mm-hmm. so and that's the end of the the plot yeah and it's so i don't know i i'm back and forth about like maybe they should have had some kind of like what about larry but i, 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 I guess it, it shows I like... it shows that carolyn has changed or yeah. is willing to change she said yeah in the hospital she's like you know i think there's hope for us now yeah okay which i guess yeah, isn't we're, we're, maybe it's maybe it's a good thing that it it leaves on the cliffhanger because we're gonna, we're the gonna point that this. wasn't the point of the movie. Yeah, we're going to talk yeah, about this. So when we get to the any last guiding. things about the, the plot? Well, before, or the at, at very end of the movie, we should. Yeah, we need the to very talk. end of the movie <laughs> is Billy Graham sitting in his garden mm-hmm. in a really fancy like dark wood and green leather chair. It reminds me of that. You ever seen that photograph of Mark Twain? Mm-hmm. It's a photograph of him sitting just in the middle of like. A really well manicured lawn with his legs crossed in this really fancy chair. Hmm. So it's sort of like a. That's what it reminded me of is this guy in a dressed very nicely, sitting in a really nice chair, but he's outside. And Billy Graham is debriefing the plot of the movie. Yeah. So it's essentially the movie was a case study. Mm-hmm. That's like a glorified case study. Yeah. And I think definitely there were some decent parts of the movie where they got into like sort of the the deeper struggles of the characters but it sort of did watch like a a case study mm-hmm. there's the plot was not there not a lot of really exciting things happen and like when you read case studies you know it's sometimes it's I've had to read them for like yeah I've, pla- I've like had educational to do some case for the studies counseling and stuff. classes I've had yeah. yeah and it's like like man this would make quite a story but the case you have to like yeah. Say unbiased in a case study, so it's kind of 
you know, here's the just facts X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And that's sort of how the movie was laid down more or less. Mm-hmm. It didn't get into too many. It didn't get terribly creative, I guess. Is yeah. the, there were some good scenes, I think, mm-hmm. but Billy Graham just sits there, looks into the camera and debriefs the plot and talks about Jesus and the mm-hmm. gospel and all those things. And, basic, so that, and then basically puts the question of the movie to the viewer. Like, yeah. what do you, now that you've yeah. seen these things, and you made the comment. It's basically him reading the discussion questions <laughs> on the back of like a feature film yeah, for families right, movie, right? And so this led us to the conclusion. He already said it that this probably this isn't really a movie, yeah, at at all. It's 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 tract. Yeah, it's like a gospel tract in movie form. Yeah, that, that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, and I, I think- don't. And I think that was the intent of it, too. So when you judge it, you have to judge it on those terms, I think. You can't judge it like we would judge Fireproof. Right. Because they were they were actually trying to make a movie movie. Yeah. But this, I guess, it was sort of just a tract. And I mean, what do you think about that? I, guess I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Uh, I mean, I don't think it would be an effective tool today. Maybe it would, if done... Right, although I feel like internet type stuff would probably be more effective than you know mo- gospel track movies. But like the idea, I think, is like okay, we've got these Billy Graham crusades that are kind of blowing up the world at this time period. Uh, we want to get this message out. We're doing radio. We're doing you know he's on TV. He's having these crusades. What other way can we get this message out? Yeah. Why don't we make these little stories that communicate the gospel and, you know, film them and send them out? So yeah. I, I, I feel like that's kind of what their thinking was. And yeah, so it makes sense. I think you had said last night, it's basically, this is for somebody to hand to a, a, a friend who's not a Christian and be like, you should give this a watch. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what they're going for with it. Yeah. But I'm, in my mind... I can see this being watched in a church discussion group, yeah. but I honestly don't see it going beyond that. Yeah, and, and th- that might be the goal too, yeah. because you could have people in church who have you know busted up marriages and things like that. That's yeah, definitely. And we exciting news. We added a guiding question, and I think maybe it's, maybe we should just get into it. And the question is, who was the movie made for? Yeah. So I guess we can. Yeah. Which I because I. It would seem that yeah, it's made sort of as a tract that you pass out to people. Mm-hmm. Or I I think the church discussion group thing is actually that might actually make more sense. Like this is the kind of movie you take to your church, everybody watches it, and then you kind of discuss it. People who are struggling with their marriage will hopefully you know recognize the grace of Christ and that there's hope for them. And can- yeah, and I guess because you have three different people who come to terms with Jesus in some way because. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I guess Jonathan prays at the beginning that I don't know why you brought these people to me. Mm-hmm. And it was, I guess, a, a way for him to get back to mm-hmm. human connection. Because he is obviously, he is a believer, but he's not living a lifestyle that really uh, yeah, I mean, he's encourages cut him, he's carrying cut it out. Off. Yeah, he's cut himself off from yeah. everything. Yeah, and then Cal just has a very pure childlike come to Jesus moment, I think. Mm-hmm. like, And then... Carolyn, I think, has a, an interesting arc in the whole thing, but they all sort of, mm-hmm. I guess, so there's three different things to discuss. I think the most, I thought, as far as discussion goes, if you were doing a group, maybe the Jonathan plot would be 
to me for that, a church group yeah maybe the most interesting but also carolyn because she was a christian or grew up in a christian home and never mm-hmm. really uh latched on to any of those teachings or that yeah. lifestyle so you've got i think those two are the i mean obviously they're the most interesting uh so you have the guy who's like cut he's estranged from his family mm-hmm. and like literally estranged from humanity and now is coming back into that you have carolyn who's got these marriage issues that aren't all or even necessarily mostly her fault but still trying to work out how do i save this marriage yeah um and i loved this is the thing that i keep coming back to in all of these movies i loved that in billy graham's sermon and also in the conversation with her mom both of them say something to the effect of just because you come to Jesus, it's still going to be difficult. Yeah, There's still yeah. going to be problems, but at least you can have hope. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. Yeah, for it, sure. It wasn't just, you know, she goes to the Billy Graham crusade and suddenly their marriage is fixed. Yeah. Which... And the only other uh, exposure I have to tracks that tell stories <laughs> is the Jack Chick yes. track, which are deplorable. <laughs> and I think this... I think maybe you, I had written down, I think maybe you said at the end, like, this is actually like a decent chick track. Yeah, and just, right. it just in terms of you have an actual story being told and then uh, mm-hmm. like the gospel playing into the person's arc. But it's much more gracious and realistic, obviously, than yeah. the chick tracks. I've mentioned before, I, I had a teacher in high school, I went to a little Christian school and I had a teacher in high school that had these. I saw one at a gas station recently. Did you? Yeah. Is he is is he alive still? I think he died. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think are they still making new ones? Oh, I don't know if they're making new ones, but they're definitely making the old ones. Yeah, just reprinting them. Yeah. But my teacher had a basket full, like so many of them, and dude, I I was twelve. Mm-hmm. I was twelve years old, and we were just allowed to freely go to these like, awful it's stories. Like comic books, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a yeah. A relatable medium, I guess. Yeah. and Well, that was the idea. But... Anyway, I think that this was like that, but done better. Yeah, for sure. It was gracious, realistic. And I also liked that they did not portray, even though they're not Christians, like, they portrayed that, like, they're not... It's <laughs> like in Flywheel. You have this guy who's not a Christian, and he's a shady businessman. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah. And like, uh, God's Not Dead, you have the... Really mean <laughs> and atheist. spiteful atheist professor, but this—I mean—they're just like they're just people. regular middle class yeah. people yeah. that are you know go, having, I guess, fairly relatable problems. I guess there's oh, yeah. nothing there's nothing unrelatable about marriage problems or being estranged from your family. Mm-hmm. So, and it didn't feel the need to focus so much on like the affair itself because mm-hmm. sometimes movies, it's like. It's like, Fireproof. Oh, let's focus on the yeah. Let's just focus what on was that the, guy's name. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't remember. Gavin, something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Ugh, he was the worst. Anyway, so, how can I remember his name and I can't remember movies? So. <laughs> I know. So, uh, <laughs> so I guess movie made for church people. Yeah, I, yeah. Church discussion group. I feel like is the audience for this movie. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you could invite your friend to the discussion group or something. Yeah, but right. I'm not because there's definitely an evangelistic message in the movies. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's it's not just for people who are already Christians. Yeah. 
All right. Um, did the movie handle its material well? I feel like we've already talked about this. I think so. so. Yeah. I mean, for what it was trying to do, I think so. Yeah. And I mean, as far as telling the stories, too, I think it, I'll give it credit. Mm-hmm. It did a pretty good job. For, of... for, what it, for what the story was, it told the story well. Yeah. It wasn't. Not terribly exciting or even interesting people. Yeah, not a lot but, happens, but. But uh, realistic. Yeah. Should this movie have been made? And this comes down to the question of, like, who was it made for and what was it doing and can it accomplish what it was doing? I yeah, but, can't, but I guess the question is, can, can Christians just make movies and discuss them? Do we have to have the, like, the, the, the crusade at the end? Right. Again, if, if this were trying to be a movie with a message, I would say no. It shouldn't. Should it have been a movie? Should. That's, I, maybe that's my question. Should it, should they have just made a movie about these people? Because it would have been we've good. talked it about it. Been good. Yeah, and there, yeah. there's movies that have good come to Jesus moments. We've yeah. talked about that before. But like if the if the first forty five minutes of this just like the story of this dad and the son off in the wilderness getting lost and they find this old estranged hermit and uh, like they get together with him and he helps them and they help him realize that, you know, there's something valuable about human interaction. All of that's great. and could have been good as a standalone movie. Uh, So yes, that movie should have been made, but should this one have been made? And I'm not against the idea of it. Like if you want to have a little gospel track for you, I guess it's a to each their own. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's not to disagree. I guess it's not the kind of thing I'm going to, well, hold on. I'm going to hear your reasoning. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm saying like with the filmmakers. Oh, I like, see. I don't necessarily think it, that's the proper, like the best and necessary medium. But if yeah, they I don't want think it's to, necessary. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but they're not wrong. They're not doing a wrong or bad or like yeah. even ridiculous thing. I think. Eh, I just, yeah, go for it. I guess, but <laughs> it's not the kind of thing you would watch. Yeah. Well, it is because I did. <laughs> I did watch it. <laughs> if you didn't have a podcast, if I did, if I didn't have a podcast like this, I, I probably would not have. Yeah. Although I did watch some of it when I was a kid. Yeah. But that's because I wanted to watch like an adventure story, not. Yeah. Oh man, the way that this movie was sold to us too, I thought it was going to be like this adventure story. I, that's what I thought from the beginning. And I thought, like the forty-five minutes in, I was like, okay, like what's going to happen next? Because forty-five minutes is usually halfway through an average-length movie, mm-hmm. but that was it. Yeah. And then. Ugh. But that's, that's Daniel Quick for you. Yeah. He's just... Yeah, he's quick. Yep. Uh, so, I'm going to say, yes, this movie should have been made. Like, it's fine. Uh, I'm, yeah, I will should, allow it. Should, should is a, the wrong word. Uh, like, there's nothing that necessarily requires that this movie be made. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like, it just... It does what it intended to do. And it does it okay... And I'm sure that there are people who have been helped by something like this before. Yeah. So yeah. fine, good. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> who would you recast, dude? We had <laughs> this. 
a uh, beautiful moment last night. <laughs> I wrote down at the, like the beginning of the movie when we're first introduced to Jonathan who I would recast. And then Ben in the middle of the movie is like during the grizzly scene, I think. Yeah, yeah. You were like like 30 seconds after I'd written down my recast voice, you're like, this Jonathan should have been played by Danny DeVito. And I was like, that's who I wrote down for this. So recast Danny DeVito as the old hermit. Yeah, it was Jonathan. when he was talking to the grizzly. I was like, this is Danny yeah. DeVito. Yeah, this is role like is Frank Reynolds talking to the grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, other, otherwise it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. I'll maybe recast Billy Graham. <laughs> I don't know. Joel somebody, Osteen. Yeah, different Joel Osteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about this. We don't have a, like, really have a, a no, there's no, today of Billy Graham. There's no, because there's no Billy Graham today. Franklin Graham carries on the ministry, but he's not. He's, he's not his father. Yeah. Not that I'm saying he has to be, but I think, I don't think we have any modern day evangelists who's actually... Yeah, are there any? That's so weird. Because, I mean, when you say evangelist, you think of Billy like, Graham. Ken Copeland. Oh, like today. I don't. You, well, oh, today, though, I'm saying, yeah. like, you think of televangelists and guys like Ken Copeland and who are rather terrifying when it's all said and done. Like all the faith healing guys. Yeah. There's yeah. there's no one who's out there just like, like their point is the gospel. Like, right. say, say what you want about what Billy Graham did. His point was the gospel message. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean, the, the, like we said, the sermon in the the movie was mm-hmm. pretty solid. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody doing that. I wouldn't seem so, or just being able to do it on as, as, like at that scale. scale yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. All it's right. a very interesting time, and I think like the it seems like a lot of the 20th century you had some like like Billy Sunday too. Before that, oh, I yeah. guess was he was he was more of a revivalist yeah he, was, he yeah. wasn't really like and he was like a pro baseball player too so he had that sort of yeah. going for and his well. thing wasn't really preaching the gospel it was more like don't drink don't chew don't run with those who do uh, he was like an and he, and he, abstinence he, preacher. He, he would he would use like the baseball yeah. the baseball metaphor for uh like someone told me once that his his revivals were i mean he was he would use like the uh running around the bases and he would like slide on stage is he was a very oh yeah person. like bombastic yeah kind of, yeah 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 but but after billy graham i don't know if there is anyone so what's what's the next uh favorite what's, quotes you already mentioned the one that you yeah I, i'm gonna look at that again it was uh i oh i figured that he must still be about yeah i don't know that i have any there weren't a lot of no not but, not much um, yeah, I mean, usually we go with funny things on this, but it, if I have a favorite quote, it's that conversation that Carolyn had with her mom about like what anger and hurt do to you. Yeah, like that yeah, was really good. Sure. Uh, and I, I love Jonathan's line about blame. Mm-hmm. Easy to shop for, but it always costs too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you recommend? Yes, this? that's what the next. Would you line, recommend? This that, that's what the next word was. I couldn't read it. <laughs> um, would you recommend this? I don't think I don't think so. Not because it's bad, but only because of it's so like dated. Yeah, like the yeah. Ev- it's ev- a relic. The medium is it's an important. Dated. It's a relic from an important time uh-huh. in like I guess church pop culture. Yeah, I don't. I, I'd be curious to know how popular these movies were. Yeah, I guess it's something to research. I suppose it because it's definitely something from before our time. Oh yeah, it would be like recommending. 
um, I don't know, like a a sermon from well, people do that though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of a an example. It would be like recommending like an old radio show to somebody. Like I think this will really help you listen to this recording of this you know 1890s radio. Yeah, show. that era though, I guess people liked this because mm-hmm. Thief in the Night had that like yeah. the the long form sermon. Although wait, that sermon wasn't a good. No, it wasn't. It was the it was the that was the, the worldly sermon. sermon. Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, I rest my case on that then. I don't think I would really recommend it either. No. Although, did anything knock your socks off? I don't think so. Just the fact that Larry took his son on this no, ten yeah, day camping trip—it's very ill-advised. It just mm-hmm. doesn't seem responsible. I don't have kids. I don't, but I just don't see myself like the first first camping trip. Aren't you supposed to like camp out in the backyard before you ever attempt going out into the like, the state, you know, like the the state park near you, and then work your way up to the Alaskan bush <laughs> instead of all right, we're gonna go into the vast desolate wilderness for ten days. I don't know. And and Larry tells his son that he's man enough to handle that information. This are you kidding me? He's only ten years old. Don't put that on him. <laughs> Hey, hey, son, uh, turn off the plate cube box. We're going to climb Everest. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't think I had anything that knocked my socks off, which is a good thing, really, because usually it's negative when it knocks your socks off. That's true, yeah. Um, Yeah, so... How how would you rate this movie? (laughs) If you were going to rate it... For what it is, though, that's the thing. Yeah. For what it is, for the, uh, the cinematic tract, as it were... How would you rate it? I don't have anything to stack it up against. I think that's yeah, my problem. Yeah, it's impossible to judge yeah. it. It's really hard to say. So, I'll uh, give it uh, two out of three broken radios. Two out of three? Yeah. Okay. I I would probably give it four out of seven uh, mining lamps. Mining lamp hats. Yeah. yeah. Or just the lamp, not just the hat the, necessarily. Okay. I think that I think so. Four out of seven. Four out of seven. Yeah. Solid uh, percentage, whatever. That's a lot of math. <laughs> it's a solid to do. sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It passes. Yeah. That's about what a two out of three is, anyway. So. Yeah. So I guess overall a D, solid D, yeah. would be the grade for this. Which is Although, which is a high high praise coming from us. I, I think we need to watch at least one more of these because I'm assuming that. Uh, there's a there. He has a couple like Prodigal Son type movies mm-hmm. too. I would imagine they all end this way as well. So I think it might it might be uh, worth our while to check out some of the other ones just to see if there are sort of like tropes of them. Yeah, yeah. That they follow. Ben, we're getting in this real deep, uh, aren't we? It's depressing. Um, I don't know. I've had fun. I've learned a lot. <laughs> Not that it's useful knowledge. <laughs> I can't see any like wisdom coming from this knowledge that I have gained. No, but maybe. Maybe someday it'll like I think I've said before I'm I'm hoping that someday I'll have some kind of like Slumdog Millionaire moment where all of this information that I've acquired from doing this will pay off pay off in some way (laughs) somehow some way some night you're gonna be at a trivia night for a church or something exactly and the the category will be Christian movies yeah right like yeah yes and the question will start in the Kendrick Brothers universe. Dot, dot, dot. The Kendrick Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, we oh, need yeah. to talk about this. Yeah. Babylon B is obviously listening to our podcast because yeah. they made this uh, article about the 
the cinematic Christian movie universe or something. We've been talking about this for years. We have, well, yeah. A year. And well, it's been 14 so, months, yeah, right? So yeah. it has been years. Yes. For years we've yeah. been talking about this. And now, you know, big media gets on the story. That's right. But we were That's here. Right. We broke that. Yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. So, I mean, word is getting out there. So mm-hmm. we should be monetized here pretty soon. <laughs> working on some sponsors. I think it'd be cool to be... Who, who, who would our sponsor I, be if we had a sponsor? I feel like we were talking about this. Were we? Yeah. Was oh, it, on the podcast? Or? Yeah. We, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about who would, having a sponsor. I, I can't remember if it was like the... People who make the prayer handkerchiefs or something. Oh, yeah. I think that's who, so I think that was the beginning of this season. It was, yeah. yeah that was a while ago. It, yeah. It's um, been a long time since the last. If episode. we could get Chick-fil-A. Okay, yeah, Chick-fil-A would be great. Um, are Christian family bookstores still around? I have no idea if they're still know. in business. But Oh, I know that. Funny story. Sort of off topic, but... Whatever. We make the rules around yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is our podcast. Uh, the Christian Book Distributors Incorporated literally changed their name because the acronym for their name was CBD. And people were getting confused <laughs> about what it meant. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I'm going to go to... <laughs> that cracks me up. CBD purchases. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> some old Christian lady... <laughs> Sees CBD fifty yeah, percent off. Yeah. Walks into the store. CBD purchase history. <laughs> oh man, I want to. I'm not going to say what a ride because that movie wasn't. No, it was. It was a roller coaster, but it was just a flat, straight trail yeah, to the, the end of. The it was like the train ride you take your kids on when they're four years old. <laughs> like the everybody knows that ride is just the parents need a break. Yes. So, so com- compared to other things we've watched, not a lot of like character to this movie mm-hmm. like but I, I think we do but, have to watch we on should... the other hand had great characters yeah indeed which a marked departure from mm-hmm. a lot of the other movies that or well, this isn't a movie but other things we have watched yeah i think we do need to watch at least one more of them mm-hmm. to get a kind of a feel for yeah. what they're all about i'm sure they're about all the same but pretty much probably yeah. <laughs> um that's cry from the mountain mm-hmm if you have any questions or comments, you can email us about this movie along with like recommendations or uh, concerns. Yeah. Or... I'd, I'd like to hear people's experiences with actual Billy Graham Crusades. Like, yeah. did, have you ever been to one? What was it like? Did you watch? Did you ever watch one of these movies? What was the context that you watched it in? Yeah. I'd like to hear about that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so um, betterdaypodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at uh, betterdaypodcast.com. And Twitter at Better Day Cast. Yes. So reach out, tweet us, email us, and uh, slide into our DMs on Instagram if you like as well. And just any comments, questions, recommendations, any of that, we would be happy to hear from you. Um, yep. That's all, folks. <laughs>